For just joining us, we were talking to David Hutniak, the CEO of Landlord BC, about uh, BC's first eviction mapping project. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, do we need to tighten uh, our tenancy rules to protect um, renters. And uh, it's a very complex story, complex issue. Uh, landlords uh, also have it very difficult as well in regards to protecting their property. And as, as uh, David said and many others have said, uh, the federal government has been out, out of the uh, rental business for about 40 years. And so to expect uh, private mom and pop owners to, to sort of pick up the slack is, is not an easy thing either. So give us a call. Do you think we need to toughen our residential tenancy laws to protect renters? 604-331-2899. Well, let's talk about another type of housing. Uh, as we all know, earlier this week, Premier David Eby um, uh, announced uh, or released uh, BC Housing, a report, a report on BC Housing found uh, that uh, Shane Ramsey, the then CEO of BC Housing, Housing was actively breaking the conflict of interest agreement when it comes to decisions involving the Atira Housing Society. The society was led by his wife, uh, Janice Abbott. Uh, since 2018, uh, Atira has received $120 million in funding. And uh, the Premier says that Mr. Ramsey uh, was sent text messages telling staff to direct grants to Atira, uh, which is a violation of conflict of interest. Now, today, Atira, about an hour and a half ago, sent out a release saying uh, they're going to uh, at least take a look at their own conflict of interest uh, rules, uh, policies and practices. And as I wanted to catch up with Richard Zussman on this issue. Uh, Richard, thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure, John. Thanks for having me. So walk me through this over there in Victoria. Um, basically, the group that, uh, that the Premier says uh, was part of the problem, and uh, number one, now say they're going to review their own uh, policies and practices, but the core issue was that they were getting better treatment than anybody else because the CEO of BC Housing is married to the CEO of Atira, which is Janice Abbott. Yeah, I'm not sure anyone's going to be convinced that an internal examination is going to get to the uh, conclusions people are hoping for. And there's more news on this file today. Shane Ramsey, he mentioned, the former CEO of BC Housing, he went to work for the development corporation that the Squamish Nation has. Mm-hmm. Well, he no longer works for them. So he is now out uh, of that organization after these allegations were brought to light through this forensic audit on Monday. His wife, Janice Abbott, is still very much in her job. The board has supported her. Atira continues to stand behind her. And you mentioned this release that came out uh, about an hour ago, uh, and it details an internal look, a task force that will be uh, comprised of people within the organization itself. So Atira's board chair and the chairs of the Finance and Government Committee. They've already come out and said they think they're doing everything great. So I'm not sure what the task force is actually going to do. The other piece of news that may be more significant is the province has been insisted that Atira return this $1.9 million in surplus funds, we now have confirmation that that money has been returned. It came back yesterday, uh, and Atira says it, it took this long because it came after the receipt of the financial information Atira staff had requested from BC Housing. Uh, so that's coming back, but there's still a lot of issues about the way that Atira is governed here. So uh, the former CEO of BC Housing, Shane Ranzi, you saying... Uh, uh, left obviously uh, BC Housing to oversee the real estate development portfolio of the Squamish First Nation. How long ago did this break, uh, the Shane Ramsey news? 
Yeah, so it just happened in the last uh, hour or so. His name has been cleansed uh, from the website. Uh, and for those uh, who checked in with the organization earlier this week, like I did, there was a update that uh, he no longer is part of the organization. And, you know, Shane Ramsey's departure of BC Housing was clouded uh, with questions. Uh, we now know uh, it clearly was connected to some of these allegations that were brought forward in the forensic audit. We heard this week that Premier David Eby had asked the board to fire Shane Ramsey. The board refused, so Eby fired the board. Uh, then ultimately, Ramsey decided to retire. But that retirement is clearly connected to the uh, inability for him to work closely with the Premier and, and Housing Minister at the time. Uh, so we, the news of him departing from this organization is just something that's unfolding in the, in the last few hours. Here. Well, you know, uh, the Squamish Nation, which has a significant portfolio and uh, a high-profile project like Sinoc, which is going to be built on the uh, uh, south side of the Broad Street Bridge, last thing you need is somebody who is already uh, sort of cl- who is mired in controversy from another situation that has nothing to do with the Squamish Nation. They don't need somebody like Mr. Ramsey around at the end of the day. No, no the development corporation that Squamish is running is an incredibly substantial organization, probably at this point the most significant developer in Vancouver. Uh, the way that they can work with community through their First Nation is something that uh, has automatic partnership with the municipality, the province, the federal government. You know, we've seen them already on the top of Vancouver Magazine's top power list, right, mm-hmm. themselves. Quisalem helps run this as along with others within the Development Corporation. Uh, clearly, Shane Ramsey had experience here they want to tap into, but they don't want the baggage that now comes with the former uh, head of BC Housing. Uh, what happens with Atira now? The, the Premier, uh, Premier Eby, the Housing Minister Ravi Kilo have, uh, have uh, said uh, in their own way, uh, heavily hinting that Ms., uh, Ms. Abbott needs to go, but she hasn't gone. So can they compel Atira in any way beyond saying, hey, you're not going to get any funding moving forward? I mean, how can they convince them that she's got to go? They can't. And this is the challenge they're running into now. Ultimately, it's going to come down to dollars and cents. We know that uh, the province has said no new money is coming to Atira. One of the concerns here is that Atira is waiting for some renewals around some of its projects. And Atira has sent out a statement. BC Housing has sent out a statement on behalf saying, we're going to ensure the continuity of those who live in these residencies. But there are a nervousness around what that looks like. So I asked uh, Housing Minister Ravi Kal on an interview that it will air on Focus BC on BC One through the weekend, uh, where he basically says, you know, we we don't have the power to fire her. That we ultimately need to compel the board to do so. Uh, and the only real pressure they can apply is this financial one. That uh, if there are not changes made, if if changes aren't made to the satisfaction of the province, Atira will no longer receive new money through BC Housing. You would think they read the tea leaves. It's pretty obvious. And it just seems like with this announcement today that they're going to look at their uh, policies and practices, that they're just incredibly tone deaf. They're not reading the room. It's time to go away. Uh, even Squamish First Nation here, who aren't connected to any of this thing, look, we don't even want your husband, uh, Mr. Ramsey, here. Uh, you would think Ms. Abbott would, would see it, obviously, and it's time to go. So let's see what transpires over the, next, over the weekend and perhaps next week and, and how this goes, because this story is not going anywhere. Thank you so much, Richard. It is not. Thanks, Jess. Have a great weekend.